right. Today we're talking about fucking Krampus. Krampus. I don't think you have... Well, Chris knows. But I don't think you guys have any idea how absolutely freaking excited I am. Because, and I'm mildly ashamed to admit this, this is the first time I've seen this movie. It's okay. It's okay. And it was so good. I'm so pleased because I, I, I saw this on opening night. This came out 2015. Yeah, so I'm really behind. Yeah, it's all, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. The, 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 the moral of the story is now you are a Krampus worshiper and it's great um i want to do this like every year yes this is canon now since we're talking about them on the mic it's canon we're gonna watch krampus every year i'm down yes because you know the nightmare before christmas is like my simultaneous halloween and christmas movie because it is both fight me it's both and everybody has those Halloween movies. Like, we we did episodes on this. Everybody has that Halloween movie that, like, you watch in the month of October that really makes it feel like fall is here, that Halloween is here. Krampus is going to be my Christmas movie. It's already my Christmas movie. Like, so, every year yes. I'm going to watch Krampus. For sure. Um, it was so... I did not expect to like this movie. Oh, it's... It is... It is so... It, it just, it, it's just, it, it's so magical in the most morbid way possible. And I nailed the ending? Yes, you did. Um, so yeah, this Although, is definitely, this the is definitely. wrong, the wrong, I nailed the wrong person, but I got oh, the yeah. ending. <laughs> I really thought Omi was buying the whole thing. I was like, this bitch. Yeah, like after, I mean, it's, it's been a year since I've watched this film. Um, and I, I've been making this a Christmas tradition and so I watched it in theaters opening day. Then there's a really cool indie movie theater back in Silver Spring called the AFI Silver Spring. And they used to play um, Krampus each year. Although I was looking at the schedule like not maybe like 15 minutes ago. And I didn't see Krampus or Die Hard on their schedule. So they're slipping. But I, I digress. So I... I uh, I this is this will be my third year watching Krampus in a row. Um, I'll hopefully this will be a year where I also get to see it in theaters. When I was rewatching this, like Ryan was watching it earlier than me, and she was pointing out some things. And I was going to the rewatch last night, and it's like, oh yeah, Obi was acting super suspicious. <laughs> she was acting super <laughs> sketchy. So here's here's the thing, is okay. I'm going to say this once at the top of every episode whenever we talk about this. Spoilers. If you're still with us, by the time this little speech is over, you've seen the movie, you're ready to listen, or you just don't care. Okay, speech over. So, the beginning of this movie, you see the family, everything is like usual Christmas chaos, but then you get to the town and you get to the house. And for me, what tipped me off, or not tipped me off, but what gave me the weird idea was that everything had sort of like a... Those houses look like the little houses you put inside of a snow globe. They had that feel to it. This movie was a... It's a, it's a very big caricature on Christmas. It really is, and that's what made it. Like, this this house looked like a house you would find in, in the middle of a snow globe that is snowing. 
Yeah, and even they were even being really tongue in cheek. Like there was the aunt who made a comment when she entered the house, like, "Oh, guys, like Martha Stewart, Stewart threw up in here." Place. Yeah, and it's it's very much like that. Like it's it's like the Christmas home, or actually the home during Christmas is like right out of a Christmas catalog. There's like dead to the nines and there's everything is like candles and poinsettias and like yes it's 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 like the uncanny reality of christmas decorations it's just it's so christmasy it's it's there was it's also like something about the way they treated the glass like looking through a window or a mirror or something like that there was just something about it where i was like there's something weird about this and then when the storm hit the way it hit reminded me, and this is, I think, where I Facebook messaged you about it, where it reminded me of someone shaking a snow globe the way the storm came in. And I was like, there is something fucking weird here, and I love it. See, I, I never... See, um, when I first watched the ending, or watched the movie, I called the ending. It's like, oh yeah, they're, they're going to end up in the netherworld, or underworld. And then it turns out the end they're in a snow globe but you brought up the theory that they were in a snow globe the entire time like not even at the end of the film like i'm i'm assuming as soon as max loses the christmas spirit and you know inadvertently summons the krampus then they get started but then they get trapped in a snow globe because you brought up some really great points like like the the icicle motifs, the frosting, the snow, the weather. The fact that there was literally nobody else there. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was, a like, I mean. like that doesn't was, hit and a whole fucking town disappears and everything just gets frozen over. That doesn't happen. Yeah, and then, I mean, there were, I don't know if they were trying to throw it off or, um, because they were saying, like, one of their neighbors was visiting Florida, another neighbor was visiting some other place, and another neighbor hates their guts. And I, I was just, I'm trying to piece together, like, I mean, there was the DH, DHS delivery man, so I, I guess maybe he was on his route uh, while the storm hit, um, which makes me wonder what happened when Omi's village got raided by the Krampus. Um, well, so that's, this is where I sort of like, this is where my theory sort of diverted. So Omi tells this story of, meanwhile, everyone should want a grandma like Omi, who can speak English, but she only speaks to you in German. So you're learning another language. Like you grow up knowing that. So that's just fucking awesome. Everybody should have an Omi. But Omi, she also believes in dessert before dinner check she fed everyone hot chocolate she like stoked the fire she omi is a badass bitch i love her she stood up to krampus she's a badass bitch that bakes cookies and it's awesome yes so here's this is where my theory sort of deviated away from the plot in the movie my whole thing was that when she was telling the story of krampus and how krampus raided her village she was like he left me alive as a point to say, like, this is what happens when you lose hope. Mm-hmm. And, like, be careful what you wish for, kind of. Right, exactly. So, for me, I was like, okay, so 
Omi might have lived to this age and that's all well and good. But for me, it was sort of like Omi's version of Limbo. Like she has to watch her family crumple and fall apart year after year because they're stuck in that sort of hellish limbo. Like, what's to say that they're not gonna have to, like Groundhog's Day, that they're just gonna have to get up and do it again? Are you saying like throughout her lifetime or are you saying- Maybe. In, or at the end of the film? Because at the end of the film, it's definitely that they all Pecatory. looked at him and they all knew yeah, well, what that bell was. Yeah, exactly. I mean they 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 thought everything was normal and then they as soon as Max unwrapped the bell, like they started remembering everything and now they like the existential horror behind is like they're they realize it's all real and now they're trapped in Christmas land like forever cuz Max got what he wanted. He just wanted Christmas to go back to normal, quote unquote. Right, and I guess so. So I was sort of, I was sort of like, well, Krampus isn't gonna grant you a favor twice in one generation of family. Like that's that's an entire that's like Omi's generation of family, her son, her grandson, all through her her side. I was like, there's no way that there aren't gonna be consequences for that. But I thought it strictly had to do with Omi. I didn't think it was going to be the kid. I thought it was something that she did. I thought that's why Krampus left her alive. Like, okay, sure. But now this is your new reality. You need to deal with the fact that, like, your family is going to rip each other to pieces every Christmas because we spared you. When I first saw the film, I thought it was... I I th I thought of it immediately. Oh, this is all Max's fault because he, he lost the Christmas spirit. Either way, I don't give a shit. This movie is awesome. It is. It is. Um, oh man, you just gotta feel for Max because I mean, besides Omi and his his mom and dad. When he lost his Omi, I felt really bad. Yeah. Because I loved Omi. Omi was the best. And... I will. Okay, so apart from Krampus, because Krampus is God, I think. My favorite was the teddy bear and the little gingerbread men with the peppermint <laughs> candy cane shanks with it, the shivs. With, with, with the shiv. The shiv and a candy cane. It was the so good. The little snow like, angel was so beautifully uh, creepy. Like, I wouldn't mind having a stuffed snow angel like, you somewhere can, in this house. Ryan, Ryan, you can, you can buy it. You can I buy think it I want Weta, it for Weta, the top of my Christmas The Weta Workshop. Like, as long as it looks as creepy as it does, as it did in the movie, I don't care. <laughs> watch it, watch it. You press a button, it starts, its tongue starts like flicking out like in the movie. It's so good. Um, Ryan totally called my favorite. I totally did. Toy. It was so <laughs> obvious. <laughs> and I get why you like it, though. That thing it's is so good. fucked up, but I love it. I like how he was just like wiping his face, and I was like, ugh. Uh, that one, out of all the little shits, even out of the elves, that thing creeped me out the most because it's a fucking Jack in the Box. It's and it's so funny because like this movie goes from zero to, to ninety in terms of like oh god what the hell this is so dark and 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 campy and amazing. It goes from zero to ninety like real quick. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. It just it really rolls with the punches, and it just it it knows exactly what it is. And Michael Doherty just uh, and everyone on the on the practical effects team, they're just like having a ball and like really leaning hard into it, and it just works. Um, and then you just have this 
disgusting worm jack-in-the-box thing that goes around eating other people and it's so good and it has mandibles and i love it so yes um so i guess uh, we we jumped uh really really far ahead so let's just back up a little bit so oh tough titties i'm sorry <laughs> um so if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the the movie well i'm sorry spoilers so we're way past that sorry we just spoiled the whole fucking movie it's okay um so this was directed by michael doherty um you have some you have like adam scott gets top billing um you know uh, adam scott from parks and rec fame um but the really the, the main characters are you know omi and max and a krampus and um not to say like all the other uh actors in this movie they're like they play their roles really well as being like the most horrible type of family to get stuck with at christmas time and it just really sells it well um and it's like so the basic premise is um you know christmas is just it's just getting worse and worse for uh, Max and his family. Max still believes in Santa and Christmas, and um, this is, this movie takes place three days before Christmas. And uh, on the first night, just everything goes wrong. Um, Max loses hope and loses his Christmas spirit, and tears up his note to Santa, and inadvert- inadvertently summons the Krampus, who proceeds to You're stop. Done fucked up. Yes. Kid. Yes. Um, the Krampus proceeds to hunt each of the family down and um, cast them into this wintry wonderland of hell. And there's like creepy snowmen that surround the house and dark, dark, creepy Santa little helper elves. And I know, and, it was so great. Yes, and demented toys and, and, um, no, no power, no lights. You know they're stuck um, in their own homes um, while you know these creatures try to break in, and it's just it's so fantastically campy and kishy and schlocky. I love it. It's so good. I have to thank you for like suggesting this because I had heard about Krampus before, and don't get me wrong. Like I've been, now, so I have a nephew that is not even a year old yet, and even though my sister-in-law would kill me for this, I firmly believe that we should bring back Krampus as a thing. We should also bring back telling uh, scary stories at Christmas time. I also agree with that too. So I showed Chris this clip from... What was it, Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy... No, it was Jimmy Fallon. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, late, late night with Jimmy about, Fallon. Yeah, they were talking about uh, Christmas traditions. And... With, with Christoph yes, Waltz. Yes, with Christoph Waltz, who's Austrian. And they were saying, oh, we have Elf on a Shelf. And he was like, yeah, guess what? We have motherfucking Krampus. And people, like, get drunk and get dressed up with, like, sheepskin all over them and horns and, like, run around the villages And basically, the way he explained it was, um, and I'll get a little bit more into the history of Krampus a little bit later, um, but basically what Christoph Waltz said was there is St. Nicholas as its own entity that they celebrate, and before that, they have Krampusnacht, 
which is a night of Krampus, and it basically keeps the kids in line. Like you're gonna get shoved into a bag and beat with a stick if you're if you're if you don't believe in Santa, and if, if you're, you're naughty, if you're like a bad kid. And then Christmas comes a lot later. I I just think we should tell the kids that they're gonna get eaten by Krampus if they don't behave. Yeah. Yeah, put some scare into them. You know, this it's a nice morality ass- tale. This is how you don't raise asshole kids unless you're an asshole, and that's different. Mm-hmm. What do we get? Oh, we get a lump of coal. What does a lump of coal do to deter delinquent behavior? No. It doesn't do anything to deter delinquent behavior. It basically makes sure that you're nice to your parents so that they buy you something. Yeah, That has nothing to do with Santa. Yes. He wants to know, you know if what? you're naughty or nice. Naughty or nice doesn't mean you get a lump of coal. It means you don't get shit. Mm-hmm. That's what we need. We need we we need a league of of Krampuses to dress up and hang out in sh- shopping malls and scare unsuspecting kids. It'll be great. Yeah, you scare the niceness into them. Yes, indeed. Oh my god, I sound like a terrible person. No, 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 no. I love Krampus it. not Krampus not needs to happen, and we need we need we need to um we. Saint Nicholas has 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 gotten all the limelight, and Krampus, he's he's just in the dark, you know, and 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 you know there are whispers of him, and the Germans they 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 love him, but we need to we need to kick it mainstream. We need to kickstart this. We'll get some crowdfunding going, and we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll Krampus Kramp, twenty twenty. It'll be great. Krampus awesome. twenty. He's not running for president. Yes, he is. <laughs> He has my vote. Well, Chris, of course he does. Yes. Um. Oof. So, what was your favorite part of the film? I mean, I I know there's a lot. Um. I I you know you know what I loved I my favorite parts you know the Jack in the Box stuff, um and the reveal of like what he actually looks like and i love that the, the design they, they go for because canonically um the Krampus is like so like a super overgrown goat man you know with 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 lugging around a giant giant sack um and here they definitely uh uh use those elements but they provided like their um their own twist on it like they really ham up like the shadow of saint nicholas angles yeah he has this big burly sack and that like elegant coat and even his face was very humanoid yeah he was uh, how i thought of it he, like he was wearing like the this super raggedy santa robes like which was wrapped in chains um and bells it's like he and- skinned santa more his face yeah, it's either like uh, it's like or it's like a really intricately carved wooden mask, and you could you could see behind it like weird, actual goat-looking eyes, and then he has this weird tongue that like flicks out, and like the horns are sticking out. It's like, oh my god, this is it is so fantastic, and um, I need it. I need that mask. And actually, there it's not it's not Weta. It's um oh, it's like Tricker trick or treat studio they they sell they sell a this the the krampus robe and the the official krampus mask and two other masks of the dark elves um so it's really awesome and i just love this design so hardcore um which is really why i that was another reason why i was bummed out about krampus not like 
I legit wanted to grab those pieces and grab a pair of stilt shoes and and just just walk around in that. That'd be awesome. So maybe next year. There's always next year, Chris. Um. Well, yeah. Anyway, that was my those those are my favorite moments. Uh, how about yours? Omi, for starters. I love Omi. Always will. I love how badass she is. Tony Collette pissed me off. I kind of wish she would have died sooner. The daughter didn't make me nearly as mad. I was kind of hoping that Tony Collette would be the one that would go outside by herself first and die first. Honestly, the whole fight scene up in the attic is probably my favorite part of this movie. Because the toys are just attacking everybody and Adam Scott's like, you've got to be shitting me. And it's just, it was this combination of like super weird and creepy and kind of fucking funny. Yeah. Like he's getting stabbed in the back by a toy. And then it's so bizarre, but so funny, but so disturbing. It's all, it's like, it, it, this movie definitely channels like a, a similar feeling to Gremlins where it's like, oh my God, it's like. These guys are creepy, but cute, but horrifying, and I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that's really where I stand with that, though. I just, that whole sequence, I just found it so amusing. Everyone's just sort of like, yeah, fuck you, like, not today, bitch. And <laughs> you're losing to a bunch of fucking toys. <laughs> <laughs> I just... It had all of those elements in one scene, and it, it sort of, like, made the whole thing for me. Like, Omi's story was tragic. Krampus itself is fucking scary. You're getting haunted by shit. I, not often do you laugh at a film that's, like, or, like, a horror movie that is funny, and you're not laughing at it because it's bad. It's not like Thanksgiving. This is... <laughs> Because that movie was so bad. <laughs> nice kid, bitch. You just reminded um, me. This oh this was God. like they were trying so hard to like be badass, and they fucked up because they're human, or it was just like a funny moment, and it just it had everything all in one. It had the weird, it had the funny, it had the creepy, and I was so here for that movie. I was so here for that scene. That was my favorite. Nice. Yeah, this this movie is just it it, it is like the the uh, the the gift that ke- that just keeps on giving like just when you much like Christmas. Yes, I mean when you just watch it and rewatch it, it's just you just it just grows on you and it's just ah uh, it's so good and it it comes from a genuine place of love. Like I didn't know about this, but um um how Doherty um, came up or got inspired by the idea. Like, he always had it in his mind uh, to do a scary Christmas movie. Um, and this was way back in like, the early days of the internet. Um, but his friend sent him a e-card, uh, which featured the Krampus on it. And he just, like, then fell in love. He was like, yes, I need I need to do a movie about this. It's like, okay, that's excellent. Um, so I think it took a while but um, I, I, they had a great cast. And then Weta, Weta Workshop, you know, these are the same guys who worked on Lord of the Rings and other grand scale productions. You know, they just, just went above and beyond with 
the the creature effects um some of them were with cgi like like the bear and the the gingerbread uh men but like but like when you see like the krampus and the the jack-o-lantern or i'm sorry the jack-in-a-box um like holy shit like mm, top-notch work i love it i honestly can't complain about any aspect of this movie because it just it it had everything in it that you need. It had funny, it had fucked up, it had creepy. Like what else do you need from a horror movie about Christmas? I mean, it's I mean, it I think it's I mean, it it lives up to that tradition of like telling scary ghost stories at Christmas time um and um in a in a way it does provide um like a morality tale like a lot of christmas movies are about uh are are morality tales you know like i mean he's a scrooge to like change the error or change your ways change your nature don't be cold-hearted also die alone and and or um or or like um you know even a somewhat more recent example like elf you know like um it I haven't seen that movie. You yet. haven't seen the movie? Oh, okay. Uh, I actually saw. You can spoil it for me. Okay. I don't think. It's, I'm I mean, it. it's it's a very very feel good, um, bubblegum movie, and I love it. And it's like it's also a morality tale about like, you know, families can be, or it's it's about family, uh, in that like you know families can be weird and unorthodox, but. There's still still your family, and it's just about unbridled joy, and like it's it's like it's like almost it's like the opposite or like the inverse of Krampus. It's like putting the childlike wonder back into Christmas. Exactly, exactly, or having that childlike wonder of Christmas throughout your entire life, like when you're well into like your mid thirties, and you still treat it like your eight year old kid, um, like Max used to do. I believe, honestly, I would go back to believing in Santa Claus if I knew that something like Krampus was going to come burst through my door like the Kool-Aid man. If yeah. I oh, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, he bursts through your chimney and just drops some baubles, stuffs into his bag, and drops into a giant hole made in the middle of the earth full of lava. It's great. Like some of the masks that the elves were wearing. Yes. Yes. You can grab two of them, Ryan, and it's out, it's on the interwebs. You can buy them right now. Well, some of those sides were actually uh, pagan. Like, they were actual pagan Norse symbols, which I thought was cool. So somebody did their homework with that. Um, so, deviating away from the movie for a second, I just want to talk about Krampus. Like, the dude himself for, like, a hot minute. So a lot of the stuff that I've like heard over the years about Krampus is like he punishes kids, he eats kids, he's like Santa's demon, but I don't know if I would call it that. I mean, they they call they refer they, they often refer him to like an ancient spirit and like so spirit it's more yeah. it's not as loaded as like demon you know. Right, right. So. This particular article says he's a companion of St. Nicholas who's supposed to follow him around and he takes the, he punishes the kids who have misbehaved or in this universe of the movie who stop believing in Christmas 
And St. Nicholas is the one that goes around and rewards the well-behaved children with gifts. Now, I really liked what Omi said about Krampus in the sense that it's not just about the gifts anymore. It's about this spirit of giving and unselfishness and sacrifice. It's not, it's not about presence. And I think that that, just as a symbol, is, is what these traditions should be about. That to me is like wholesome family, not necessarily fun, but like wholesome family values. It's not about the presents. The presents are just like an extra thing that you get. Now Christmas becomes about how many presents a kid has under the tree. And maybe that's where the whole naughty nice thing starts and ends. And it, the more well-behaved you are, the more presents you get under the tree. But I think, I, I honestly think that we're in for a shell shock. And I think that this country, especially now, needs to go back to that wholesome tradition of like sacrifice, giving, and selflessness. Like it's a bit, you're supposed to be with your family. Family sucks, we know that. Not everyone's family is a piece of fucking pie. All right? But it's not always about the presence. It's about the literal presence of being surrounded by the people you love. And I think that that is something that needs to come back into the universe. And, and the movie, the movie's, it does it in a tongue-in-cheek way, but it also, ha it also has a, you know, commentary about that like just like the opening scene itself where it's just black friday shopping gone amok um and like i think max max made a comment about it right before the family arrives like how christmas turned into a consumerist hallmark um marketing grab and you know in some ways and especially in some ways in the states it, it that's very true oh God, it absolutely has so Krampus is celebrated in regions like Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, Slovakia, and Slovenia. So there's an article from 1958 that talks about Krampus. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to, and I'm quoting the, this little segment of the article. It says, there seems to be little doubt as to his true identity, for no other form is the full regalia of the horned god of the witches so well preserved. The birch, apart from its phallic significance, may have a connection with the initiation rites of certain witch couples. Pagans! Rites which entail binding and scourging as a form of mock death. The chains could have been introduced in a Christian attempt to bind the devil, but again, they could be a remnant of pagan initiation rites. I find that really interesting because they're like half right. Birch trees are actually really symbolic in like Wiccan pagan rites. So I find that I find that really like intriguing. But they called him the horn. What they could say the horned one, the horned god. So that, in my opinion, could have been. Even though there's another quote from an article from 1975 here that sort of associates it as like the like the Christian devil, like the Christmas devil, essentially, because you're using something like the horned god. That's what people call Satan. So you get so in 1958, you have that imagery. So you're already throwing into the world this idea of of like the Christmas devil, essentially. And obviously, it has roots in Christianity. Like I get that. That's everywhere i mean it's it's par for the course a lot of christianity has like you know they envelop like 
elements of pre-christian and or pagan traditions like 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 the easter bunny yeah and so i mean like so yeah like good old christianity added their own bells and whistles to to krampus like you know the the for example the the addition of the chains motif that krampus were aware's where it's like uh, an obvious allusion to like binding the devil oh like how about this so pagans used to do this thing where during the winter solstice they used to like get naked and dance around a tree and just drink and have a good time the christians took that and said we're not allowed to get naked anymore but here's a christmas tree no no we gotta dance and then we have to summon the krampus that's what we (laughs) but they still took the symbol of like coming together around a tree like i go to Tom's aunt's house for Christmas Eve and we dance around a tree and that's how Santa comes through the door. We all get in a circle, we hold hands and we sing and we walk around a Christmas tree. But it's the same, but it's the same right. It's just that they, they just called it something different. And I find all of this so fucking fascinating. You took all of the good shit Cause Hallmark. and ruined it. Like, <laughs> where's Krampus? Why does Krampus not exist here in the city? Bring it back. Bring back Krampus. Krampus. Fuck Hallmark. Fuck your Lifetime movies. Krampus. <laughs> Clearly, I'm a fan. Right, it's not too late because as we're recording this, Krampus Knot is actually tomorrow night, December fifth. So we have one, we have twenty four hours to like celebrate uh, and and give homage to Krampus, and then December sixth is the festival of Saint Nicholas. Fuck Saint Nick. So, okay, that's fine. So so we have we have to we have to give we have to pay Krampus his due. And there's an article by NPR that was released on December 10th, 2011. Uh, they're uh, reporting on, I guess, smaller Krampus festivals around the country. Um, like, so this particular article, um, they're talking about a Krampus celebration that's happening in, uh, well, strangely enough, in Philadelphia. So that's pretty close to me. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I like NPR. I know you, I know you're a respected journalist, uh, platform, but there's not enough. I mean, like, seriously, I, 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 you know, DC is one. Um, I, I trust me, I've been, I've been researching all these crap is not events, uh, well, leading up to, uh, you know, like last weekend. Um, there's really not, I don't, I, I mean, unless, unless like they're not, maybe it's more like a local community thing. So it's not really advertised on the social medias that well, but there's, you know, in the, the U S is, I can count on a, uh, on not, not, not even like a hand and a half of the crap festivals that go goes on and that's too few and we need more. Okay. So listen to this. An anthropologist in 1975 was observing these pre-Christmas like festival traditions and he wrote down all of his observations. So he says, the St. Nicholas Festival we are describing incorporates cultural elements widely distributed in Europe, in some cases going back to pre-Christian times. Nicholas himself became popular in Germany around the 11th century. The feast dedicated to this patron of children is only one winter occasion in which children are the objects of special attention. 
Uh, others being Martinmas, the Feast of Holy Innocence, and New Year's Day. Masked devils acting boisterously and making nuances, nu nuisances, not nuances, nuisances of themselves are known in Germany since at least the 16th century, while animal masked devils combining dreadful comic antics appeared in medieval church plays. A large literature, much of it by European folklorists, bears on these subjects. Austrians in the community we studied are quite aware of the heathen elements being blended with Christian elements in the St. Nicholas customs and in other traditional ceremonies. They believe Krampus derives from a pagan supernatural who was assimilated to the Christian devil. The Krampus figures persisted and by the 17th century Krampus had been incorporated into Christian winter celebrations by pairing Krampus with St. Nicholas. Go goats, gets a goats get a bad rep just in general christianity like you know the the satyr or the the pan the, the the mythological figure of pan um you know they you know those get incorporated into the modern uh or more like okay modern quote quote unquote like, you know this is spanning like centuries but like um you know they it's been they they played a part in what we see as like the modern devil that we know today and um even not even with well i mean even with uh uh like greek greek like greek figures and goddesses gods like um what's it called dionysus like the the god of pleasure and like you know uh you know he gets subverted because christianity had somewhere along the line christianity developed a strain of of religion where they got super puritanical and it's like yeah you're not allowed to have fun i like how there's a variation of this in each region that celebrates krampus so i think that's also pretty awesome there are things that you put in the house that are sort of reminiscent of celebrating or acknowledging this um in Croatia, Krampus is described as a devil wearing a cloth sack around his waist and chains around his neck, ankles, and wrists. As part of the tradition, when a child receives a gift from St. Nicholas, he is given a golden branch to represent his good deeds throughout the year. However, if the child has misbehaved, Krampus will take the gift for himself and leave only a silver branch to represent the child's bad acts. That seems very, that's really tame in comparison, considering that, like, the basis for a lot of these Krampus uh, costumes are heavy cloaks, horns, a demon mask, a sack, and chains. Sometimes with a golden staff or a flogger. So, like, <laughs> you know, whatever floats your boat. But I just like how everybody sort of has... Uh, these different ways that they sort of commemorate Krampus. They even mention how in North America it's becoming a bigger thing. Like Krampus celebrations are becoming a bigger thing. Yes. Yes. We need more of that momentum. I swear to God, if anything even vaguely Krampus related come to New York City, I will be there. See, I'm super surprised. Of like, of all cities, you would think uh, there's going to be a Krampus not in new york new york uh i mean they, we have one in dc uh we have uh, one in philly me. you have one in dc but we don't have one here in the city i know usually new york has everything so um you know what's another thing we should bring back um there's the tradition or i will not bring back but um and bring over here to the states um the tradition of krampus carton where 
Europeans have this tradition of exchanging greeting cards with <gasps> Do they have crackers Krampus? on them? Yes. <laughs> They've been doing it since the 1800s. So... <laughs> oh, let's do it! <laughs> yes. And um, uh, these Krampus cards usually have humorous rhymes or poems. Um, and a lot of pictures of Krampus looming over children. And... <laughs> um, Yes, we we these cards look awesome. Like uh, you can you can Google these. They have some really cool uh, images of these postcards. Um, so we need them. It's like it's like Krampus meets a messed up version of Valentine's Day. And I love it. <laughs> oh my god! No, I fucking love it. Oh my god! Okay, you can go on Amazon right now and get Krampus greeting cards. There are 20 of them in, like, a tin for $17. Yeah, I'm not sure this is what you're referring to, but um, in 2004, there's this run of printed vintage postcards by Monte Buchamp. It was called Christmas yes! the Devil of Christmas. Yeah, so that, that's the collection. Okay. Uh, yes. I'm also going to include the Amazon link in our show notes because everybody needs to get Krampus gift card. Do it. <laughs> Spread the Krampus. That's um, also going to be my my Christmas tree topper for next year. It's just going to be like a demon devil mask with two golden branches coming out from behind it. That's going to be my Christmas tree topper. I I just want I want to hang a bunch of the Krampus masks like from the movie and just from around the world um and in my other future home my 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 dream home where there's a nice roaring fireplace and uh on the mantle will all will be all these masks and and uh it'll be great it'll be awesome um uh, i just want to give a shout out to some other krampus related works in um in pop culture um because Krampus is not a new character in pop culture per se, but like you know, it, the the idea is so enticing, intoxicating, and and fun. You 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 can't help but you know make fun or or pay homage. Um, so one of my favorites, um, you have this this illustrated novel. Uh, which was released in uh, 2012 uh, by a writer and um, uh, I guess what's what's the word concept artist uh, or illustrator. Um, his name is Gerald Brom, and he's really he's really well known. Um, I guess similar to like Mike Mignola from Hellboy or Neil Gaiman. Or even Aaron Mankey, like they, he's a big fan of digging into and taking inspiration from historical uh, texts and folklore and fairy tales and um, updating it for modern audience. And what he does a lot is uh, he induces a lot of modern dark fantasy. Um, so for example, in 2012, um, he, uh, wrote this book about Krampus, uh, and it was called Krampus the Yule Lord. Um, 
it's easily you can be easily found also on Amazon. Um, and it's a fantastic book. Um, it's a modern retelling of Krampus, um, and it takes place in West Virginia. And it's a fantastic book. Um, and his illustrations are spellbinding and fantastic. Um, this book was a follow-up to um, a book called The Child Thief, uh, which is basically a dark, fantastical reimagining of the Peter Peter uh, the Peter Pan mythos. So I uh, I really really enjoy Krampus the Yule Lord. Um, another great film, um, which I hope we cover maybe in a in a future episode, maybe next Krampus. Uh, in addition to our newly founded tradition, um, it's a it's not so much. Krampus, but it's more the loose idea of like an evil or anti Santa Claus. It's a if I remember correctly, it's either a Swedish or Norwegian film, um, and it's called Rare Exports, and it's about this kid who discovers a a horde of like evil anti Santa Claus men hidden and buried in the ice. So it's like it's like it's like uh, I, I don't know, like the the thing meets uh, Krampus if that makes sense. So um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, there are other Krampus stuff that I haven't consumed yet, um, and maybe you know for, since we're gonna do this year round or every year, um, we could introduce some more Krampus stuff. Um, uh, there's a bunch of Krampus-themed directed video horror films. Um, like Mother Krampus that's now on Amazon Prime. Yes, yes. Um, uh, my guy, my, my boy, Kevin Smith, he's working on a film called The Anticlaws, um, um, which was originally entitled, or Comes to Krampus, but I think at the time when he first announced it, Kevin, or I'm sorry, uh, Michael Doherty's Krampus just came out. So maybe he, he I, I guess, I'm guessing Kevin Simmons, he spins so many plates, so maybe it was put back on production. But uh, apparently it's still, it's, it may still happen. I know Kevin Smith's working on some other projects still, but he'll get around to it. He, there's, there's like some TV specials about the Krampus. Um. Oh, there's another one which I, uh, I it's not he's not the main character, but uh, there's a graphic novel by comics legend Grant Morrison called Klaus, uh, which which features like the most Norse Viking god version of of Santa Claus. Like Santa Claus is just he, he looks like he has like the body of Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth Thor and like just just has he just wheels an axe and like he fights like evil Krampus creatures and, and demons and stuff it's awesome um yeah so there's a lot of Krampus stuff to consume so I hope we um get to all that and because we were doing this year round Ryan it's it's can oh no it's happening I just want all of the Krampus things like there's a scarf Woo! there's ugly Christmas sweaters there's socks Yes, I'm wearing one right now. 
Yes, you are. There's like Christmas ornament. It's so good. Yes. Um, but we need some masks and we need some cloaks with chains and we need a um a fleet of dark elves and it'll be great it'll be great it'll be awesome yes um so i guess we can leave this or i guess i mean it seems like we're almost at the end so do we want to um end it with our rating uh how what's the rating system for for krampus five out of five bells Yes, five out of five bells. Um, if I, uh, I, I'm, I'm like totally biased. I would give it like six out of five Krampus baubles because, like, I there's just like there's literally nothing that nothing wrong I can find with this film, and it's just it's just really great to revisit it for the third year. Um, and it's so great that Ryan has joined in on the tradition. <laughs> I know, I I love it. I'm definitely gonna watch it again before december is over just because i was awesome. so entertained by that movie um, oh and um i did not know this but there is a uh a krampus graphic novel that's tied into this story or this movie um also written by michael doherty um i'm thinking it's like an anthology series i don't think it's a direct sequel or prequel uh i'm, I'm assuming it's uh, it's called uh, Krampus, the Shadow, oh, Shadow of Saint Nicholas. So maybe it's uh, stories about Krampus, like you know, wreaking terror on other families. I mean, I I haven't heard, uh, I haven't read this yet, so I, I'm just spinning yarn right now. Um, but this was released, um, uh, like November twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. So yeah, so that's more Krampus content for all of us to enjoy. Yay! Yay! Um, so Ryan, I mean, it's, it's still technically, uh, December 4th, but in a few hours, it's going to be December 5th and it's officially going to be Krampus Knot. So, uh, happy Krampus Knot to you and to all of our dreadfuls out there. Happy Krampus Knot. Uh, so Ryan, um, where can, uh, all of our dreadfuls find our lovely episodes um you know we we covered some great stuff in the past um you know we we <laughs> you brought it up recently we uh thanksgiving what did it happen not too long ago we we covered thanksgiving which was so horrible but so great <laughs> uh, but yeah where, where can our dreadfuls find our uh, all of us on, on the interwebs you can find us um iTunes, uh, and SoundCloud, basically wherever you subscribe to a podcast. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us. The better the reviews, the easier it is for people to find us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where we have a page and a group, but I strongly encourage everyone to go for the group, not the page, even though it's still there. It just makes sharing a lot uh easier yeah so i i I did a social media goof um so we found out or i found out that with facebook groups um users even if it's a closed group uh users and members can still share and post stuff but we've been primarily using the facebook page um 
And we'll still use that. It's very easy to link Facebook pages and groups, but with the Facebook page, members can't post anything. So it's not much of a community because we want to hear from you guys. We want to uh, see your comments and, you know, we... If we want you to, um, you know, if you want to post horror memes, yeah, you can on the group. So um, I just created a group today. Um, it's called um, Left for Dread Podcast. So it's a Facebook group, not not the page. Um, so if you want to like just uh, chuckle around, pull, throw up some memes, you know, just you know, just interact with everyone. Spread the horrific love. Yes, yeah, spread the horrific love. You can go to. Um, this fancy new bit.ly link that we're going to use now because um, super long URLs, we don't need that. So all you have to do is go to uh, bit.ly slash 2AOYZBI. And I literally just created this bit.ly link. So that will, but that bit.ly uh, link will change. Um, uh, we'll give it like some handy uh, handle like bit.ly dread, dreadful pod or something like that. Um, so I, we're, I, again, this just happened like an hour ago. So I will use the interweb magic and we'll make a more usable bit.ly link. Uh, but you can still search for Left for Dread podcast on Facebook groups or use that bit.ly link until further notice. Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, on any uh, platform, especially iTunes, but whatever platform you're listening to us on, um, if you enjoyed Krampus, if you go enjoy, uh, if you enjoyed any of our episodes, um, give us give us a positive rating, give us five likes, give us five stars, um, and leave us a rating and constructive criticism. And just we love to hear you guys. We we want to hear your thoughts, um, and. Um, and don't forget to subscribe. So uh, if this is your first time listening to Left for Dread, welcome. And if you are a veteran, well, we, we're glad that you're sticking around for us and or stick around with us, especially on this Kropis Knot. And uh, if you're having trouble uh, subscribing onto your favorite podcatcher, uh, we, will, we will have on our website or on our SoundCloud, actually. Um, the RSS feed, and you can just plug that handy dandy RSS feed into your podcatcher of choice, and you'll be subscribed, and uh, you'll never miss the episode. Yeah. Uh, yes. So until then, uh, be nice. Um, keep the fires hot. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> Drink hot chocolate. Or don't. Who knows? It's it's your it's your holiday. If you're not nice, uh, you if, and you're into that sort of thing, you can get flogged by Krampus. I'm sure there's some people out there who would enjoy that. Yeah, or you could send a Krampus card. You know, you know, just bring that back. Bring all the Krampus back. Um, until then, um, enjoy your Krampus nut, and it, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy the holidays. Uh, and we still have a couple of weeks away, but. You know, everyone's in the, everyone's getting into the Christmas spirit, and you should get into the Krampus spirit. So watch this film now, and uh, enjoy yourselves, and uh, we will be back soon. All right. Don't forget, stay dreadful. Stay dreadful. <laughs>